Hello and welcome to Soulful Sessions, the show that creates a space for people to chat openly about spirituality, personal growth and share their life experiences. We care about allowing people to open up authentically and share their soul. I hope you'll join me on this journey of bringing authentic and conscious content to the world through the voice of my incredible guests. If you love our stuff, remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit us up at SoulfulBod on Instagram. Um, so yeah, what, so what is it if you want to introduce yourself and let everybody know what it is you do and your journey to actually, you know, starting what right. you actually do? <laughs> Well, thank you for having me here. So I'm Jana. I'm I'm a health and wellness coach. Uh, but really, my journey my journey started with yoga. So I'm a yoga and meditation teacher, and specifically, I teach a style of yoga which is called Kundalini yoga. So it's very meditative. It's very very spiritual kind of practice. Yeah, and now I do coaching, and I integrate all of that into my coaching and into my ways of working with nice. clients. So how did you actually kind of get into that space because I know a lot of people they kind of might go through something that kind of directs them towards their healing journey or they might just you know really want to find something different with their lives you know what was it that brought you to to kundalini yoga and to and to coaching you know it started probably like many people in the corporate world <laughs> thank god <laughs> That's all of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank God for the corporate world for our transformation. So mm. uh, yeah, that's where it started. And I was in that space where I just felt so stuck, so disconnected, so unhappy and feeling like, is this it? I think that was the que- big question always on my mind. Like, is this it? Is this my life? And really, it, it started as simple as me going to yoga classes, but something transformed there, which mm-hmm. was the awareness and the self-reflection and the inner reflection, the introspection. And this question of, is this it, started to be bigger and bigger and bigger. Till it was like, okay, I'm going to do something about it. <laughs> and that was really the trigger. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And I guess... How did that transcend to you thinking, okay, you know, I'm going to this point where I'm getting deeper within myself, but now I actually want to help people do the same thing. How did that transition? Yeah. You know, it was, it wasn't a quick transition. It took around five years and even a bit more, actually more from the moment I started practicing yoga, one thing after another, going deeper and deeper. Till it got to a space where like, wow, I have been through so much and I've seen the transformation in myself that when I started to meet people, I would feel like, like I want to reach out. Like, oh my God, like I've been there. I know Mm -hmm. what you mean. I, I literally started to feel that my transformation happened and I could see what people are passing through is a mirror of what I was passing through Mm -hmm. and that was when I was like okay I want to support others because I know what they're going through I know what this stuckness feels like what this this disconnection feels like and I know what you need to do about it or how I could support you to go through that yeah so that was kind of um, that transformation from 
being into that journey to actually serving others with it but I'm also still learning so mm. I really feel it's an endless journey it is it's, it's, um, it's, it's I always quite I like to say that it's like a lifelong one but that I think yeah. that for some people might at first seem a bit daunting but when you right. kind of when you kind of go down that path it gets it gets exciting because you know that you're kind of there's more openness more expansion to who you are as a person the more you keep going down this road the more you keep finding new things about yourself I find I find it really exciting you know definitely such a deep journey of knowing yourself mm. and knowing how you fit into this world but like you said it's such an enriching journey and it's it's such a powerful journey in in how you live your life and in mm. how you serve others around you definitely, definitely. so yeah. for some people that might be listening and thinking what on earth is kundalini yoga and <laughs> and how does that and how does that help with this with this journey um right. of, of healing of, of going within right thank you for that question so so if we start with yoga what is yoga right mm. and yoga is this journey it's a lifestyle it's a journey that you take in your life to get you to a point where you just feel bliss where you feel like the serenity this peace within you irrespective of your outside environment right irrespective of the chaos around you whatever and however your life might be in that moment yoga is when you feel like i'm one with something bigger right mm. when you feel like irrespective i can close my eyes go within and feel this this space within me that's sacred that can connect me with something higher mm. and oh there's many types of yoga and each type of yoga takes you towards that direction but each style uses different methods different techniques different ways so it's like we're all going in yoga we're all going to the same destination but we're taking different roads <laughs> we're taking different uh yeah different a different train towards the same destination mm. So Kundalini yoga specifically, you might know a bit about other forms of yoga. I know Kundalini yoga is a bit less heard of, is a style that integrates at least five different tools in almost every single session. And those tools are definitely movement, but the movement that we practice in Kundalini yoga is very dynamic. It's not static movement. It's not, you know, uh, five breaths in a certain posture. It's very dynamic. Uh, it uses a lot of breath work, so powerful breathing for cleansing, powerful breathing for releasing. So it's, you see, it's a lot of dynamic movement mm. with breath while integrating chanting. So we also use a lot of sound vibrations within it and meditation, which is a must in every single yoga practice. The last one is mudras, which is hand gestures, which uh, which basically activates different meridians onto your fingers. And what are meri what are meridians? In case someone's like, what are meridians? So it's it's a it's a different energy channel. So like you have your nerves in your body, but they're energy channels in your body. So it activates different mm -hmm. energy channels. So yeah, so Kundalini Yoga 
is a practice that integrates all of these different tools within one session, more or less, and is very meditative. So even the movement practice is meditative as your eyes close, as you're going inward. So it's really a very inward journey. And it's not much focused on the physical aspect of the practice. So although every yoga practice integrates asana, which means the physical postures, it's in every yoga practice. In Kundalini yoga, it's used as a means to take you into meditation. Mm. And it's used as a means to instantaneously allow you to have that inner experience. So it is known as the fast, one of the fastest roads towards that destination. So if we spoke about these roads, Kundalini Yoga is like a fast train because it integrates a very powerful integration of those techniques. Mm. Does that all make sense? Yeah, yeah, that's it. super interesting as well because I know I've seen, I, I've done some Kundalini Yoga myself and, and I oh, uh, like the breath of fire and stuff. And I always find it so, um, so powerful at like, not blocking out, but I suddenly kind of become less distracted by things that are around me and I can move more into the space that I feel, say, for example, 20 minutes into meditation or something. Exactly. It's, in it's instantaneous mm. almost. Like within three minutes, you have a shift in the body, you have a shift in the mind. And that's why it's a very powerful practice, very powerful practice. So yeah. how, how can people like if they want to kind of start doing something like kundalini yoga, how can they actually kind of, you know, get to that space where they see it? Because I think a lot of people kind of trickle into yoga in the beginning because they see it as this way of, um, you know, getting a nicer bum, for example, or that, you know, we yes. kind of move it not to that to judge, but there's obviously a lot more in yoga than the physical aspect, the aesthetics of it. So, you know, how can you sort of shift someone's perspective in how they look at something like yoga? Because I guess Kundalini doesn't have the kind of image that traditional yoga has where you're, you know, doing the movements and you're using the, the physical aspects of it as well. Yes, thank you for that. And it's so true. Nowadays, there's like Instagram yoga and there's like, what is the roots of yoga? And again, again, no judgment because having a healthy and good looking body is a, a byproduct mm. of yoga, is a byproduct of you taking care of your body. But what I can say is that this is, it's great if you've started there and I've started there. I've started practicing vinyasa flow, hatha yoga, ashtanga, and I still do. And I love those practices. But just focusing on the physical yoga is really you just tapping tapping into the tip of the iceberg. Mm. So this is the step one. But from that, there's a reason why in yoga, you, you practice the physical aspect because the physical aspect opens your body to prepare it for meditation. Mm. So many people stop at the physical body and they're like, I'm just focusing on the physical body. Great, you want to become more flexible and open in the body, lovely. But the real reason for that is not just for you to look good, but it's also to allow the energy to move within your body so that you can awaken that energy within you and so that you can meditate, concentrate and focus on what's real, focus on what you need to focus on in life. So really, you're missing out <laughs> if you're stopping at the physical aspect. It's great if you've started there. It's the right place to start, but go further. Because there are the jewels of yoga. The jewels of yoga are after you have 
this open body, what can I do with it spiritually? What can I do with it energetically? How can I use it to tap within something bigger, something higher? Mm. So that's what I can invite people to do. Go further, go deeper. Don't stop there. Mm. Don't stop there. Definitely. I love that. And I think I think there's a lot of people that feel that resistance to go deeper, though. I guess that's associated. Mm. I don't know about yourself, but maybe it's that fear what you, that about foregoing deeper. Um, so what do you think in mm. terms of when we when we go deeper, how can that help people in their life? You know, in terms of things that they might might find difficult within their life. How does going deeper actually help move them forward mm. in their life? Yeah, thank you. Very nice questions. Emma. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a lot about focusing on the spiritual aspect of things i would say that we're we're human right but really we're spirit <laughs> really deep deep within us it's a spirit and we're having a human experience now as long as you're living in the human world as in this is it i'm just connecting to the physical i'm just connecting to the patterns that i'm used to to what my parents told me, to what I'm used to eating, how I'm used to living, what the system tells me, where I should work, how I should act, what I should do. That's good, but that's very human in the sense that it's, mm. it's shaped by things that have happened on earth in your life. But when you tap within, you're tapping into your spirit. When you tap within, you're tapping into your pure truth. So we're all born with a spirit and we're all born with this purity, which is the truth of who we are. But along the way, the human experience could almost um, not taint it, but kind of create filters above that spirit to protect you, whether it's filters of you know society cultural filters expectations from family i should do this i must work in this place i should have children i should get married i should abide by those rules i should do all of these things to to a point where you forget the pure self you forget that pure spirit so when you tap within you start to break those filters you start to break those layers of I have to and I must and the culture and what people think and the system. And you're like, oh, now I remember who I am. Now I remember mm. why I'm here. Now I remember why as a kid I used to love to paint, but at some point I stopped. Now I remember why I enjoyed this, but somewhere I lost it. So when you go within, you break filters that could be blocking you from your truth, could be blocking you from your potential. And we all have that spirit. We all have that truth within us. But we are sometimes blinded or we forget. We forget. Mm -hmm. And the only way to remember is by closing the eyes and connecting to the spirit. And there's many ways to do that. Meditation is one. Yoga is one. Prayer is another, gratitude is another. There's many means to get there, but finding a way where you can connect to that true self that you are. Don't forget who you are and don't let society and culture dictate who you are. Mm, that was so beautifully said, so beautifully said. And I think that journey from 
thinking that you are just what you see, what your reality dictates to you, what society dictates on you. So actually seeing who you are at a deeper level, I think is just one of the most incredible shifts, challenging, of course, like it's not to say that this is the most roses and rainbows kind of journey, because it's not, it kind of going within also connects you with the parts of yourself that aren't healed, the parts of yourself that you know, need your attention. Um, and I guess, have you experienced yourself in terms of through your Kundalini practice, you know, that going within, have you noticed some things come up for you that you've kind of had to, you know, really process, you know, not just the the beautiful side of going within, but also those understanding that the traumas that you've got there to deal with? Oh, God, yes. And really, thank you for saying that, because many people think that, the process of meditation and spirituality is someone sitting on a tip of a mountain with birds flying and, you know, a nice Mm. piece of air and it's so serene and there's no thoughts. And that's really the wrong image. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why many people complain that I don't enjoy meditation. So I'm stopping because there's, we're not talking enough about the, the process that is challenging meditation and spirituality in general but that process of going within is like clearing your garbage Mm. it's like taking out the trash literally and that can't be a nice fun journey right it's like clearing out old beliefs old stories trauma childhood stories limiting beliefs and that can never be an easy journey and Definitely, it brought up so much for me, so much for me from my childhood, from what I was currently doing with my life. I was questioning everything and everyone around me. It was like, why am I hanging out with those people? Why am I in this job? Uh, Why am I in this country? I was questioning every single thing about my life. Um, Things that have hurt me in my childhood, in my past. But, you know... Although that was a tough process and I did get a phase in my life where I uh, retreated, where I really withdrew myself from my environment, but I had to go through that because then I came out as my real self. Mm -hmm. But in that process of retreat, that is what creates transformation, that challenge, Because as long as you're holding on to secrets, as long as you're holding on to lack of forgiveness, to grudges, to old stories from your childhood, from your past, there's no way for growth spiritually. You'll always have something holding you down. So yes, it's definitely a challenging journey, but that's the beauty of it. And you know, one of the first phases of meditation is frustration. Is you going through that, ah, like, I can't do this. Why? What is this? I don't like these thoughts. I don't want to face this. But, you know, this is this is the zone you have to go through for transformation. And it is said that people with the biggest, like the high, if you really have a lot of things to process, to work on, those are the people that have the, not fastest, but kind of the most explosive enlightenment because they have so much to process. So you really mm. see like, whoa, what happened to this person? Like they really shifted because they suffered so much. So the shift is huge. 
I hope that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. No, no, that's you, you say that so beautifully. And I think it's so important for people to, it's kind of like, you know, we have this phase that we go through that is painful, uh, that is difficult, mm. challenging. And, you know, that phase continues throughout our life. There's always challenging moments, challenging events throughout your life, whether you're spiritual on a spiritual journey or not. But the thing about the spiritual journey is, okay, you have that first challenge, but it has those long-term benefits of that every time you approach a new challenge, your mindset, your mind, your body, your soul is kind of like trained in a way to deal with them mm. in a much I don't want to say easier, but in a much kind of lighter way. And it allows you to have a framework in place so that when you experience what the human experience is, which is full of challenges, full of difficulties, you can go back to that that practice and whatever your practice is, whatever is, works for you, you can mm. go back to that practice and you can move yourself through that. Um, you know, at, at an easy, I, I can't think of another word than easier, but like a lighter, like a lighter way. It doesn't feel so like it's attaching itself to you, you know? Mm -hmm, definitely. You, you, it's a training. Mm. It's a training. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Train yourself on the mat. And really this was my kind of shift, uh, which was, you know, being on the mat gave me that experience that when I stepped outside and I was in the office, you know, I was able to access that same experience. Mm. I was able to like connect to the breath, close the eyes, you know, connect within. And that shifted everything for me. And, you know, Emma, I stayed in corporate throughout this journey. And I noticed that how I dealt with corporate shifted, which means I went from a phase of, I can't stand this place to a state of, you know what, this place is actually serving me at the time being, and I can mm. be here. So I didn't change the environment, but I changed how I react to the environment because of spirituality, meditation, and yoga. And that really allowed me to learn that it's never about, sometimes it is, but most <laughs> of the times you can do something within you to allow you to deal with those outside environmental challenges. I love yeah. that. I love that because I think yeah. so many people are automatic. Mm. To, we're so reactive as a society to anything, to people, to situations. Mm. You know, we're stuck in traffic and we're, you know, losing our shit because, you know, the traffic's not moving. We're so reactive right. as a society. And that's why these kind of practices are so important to bring us back to that. Mm. Why do I react? It's that curiosity of like understanding that a lot of these reactions are not due to what's going on here. They are due to what's going on within, you know? Exactly. And many people come to me or message me saying, uh, I hate my job and I want to leave. You know, it's all about leaving to find that joy. It's all about, you know, like leaving everything, leaving this, leaving that, change the city, change my job, leave corporate to find happiness or joy or serenity. But definitely, I mean, some the environment could help, but there's a lot you could do, you know, by just finding a practice that teaches you how to connect within yourself at any moment during the day you elevate 
your reactions start to become from an elevated space. I always like to say that there is you and there is the higher version of you. Mm. And you can always act from this human, not human. Sometimes we act from the animal us, yeah. from the animal <laughs> side of us, right? Like the anger, the hate, the fear. This is very lower kind of chakra, lower energy actions but you can always elevate that into the heart space and you can elevate that into you know your higher spiritual energies and act from a space of love compassion seeing that oh my colleague at work is also a spirit passing through a human experience passing through their own challenges i see their light i see why they're talking to me this way i see that they have their own challenges and i don't know it's just a whole different experience when you start to realize that your mind language your inner language shifts how you see things outside of you mm -hmm. definitely and that's so beautifully said and I think that's where so compassion just becomes so important as well mm -hmm. on the journey is you know learning to become I think we talk a lot about you know creating boundaries for ourselves and things like that which is super important you know but there's also that element of having just having compassion for people and where they're at on their journey Yes, definitely, definitely. So always kind of bringing things up mm -hmm. into the heart space. Definitely. So bringing the things up, um, processing things from, you know, we always say that there's the animal, which is the lower, the lower chakras. When I say chakras, the really energy centers in the body. So there's acting from the animal, there's acting from the human, which is around the heart, and there's acting from the spirit, which is acting which is from your intuition, your third eye, your crown chakra. So lifting things up. So anytime you take an action, you know, taking time to really stopping, breathing, observing and saying, am I acting from my heart? Am I acting from my higher spirit self? Or am I acting based on my, you know, animal impulse? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a really sh important shift that you can do, you know, and how you work with people, act with people around you, if you're in corporate or in if and any environment that can be challenging. Yeah, totally. And so if someone's like listening to this now and they think, okay, that's all great and well, you know, when I'm doing my yoga, when I'm doing my meditation, an hour after I feel amazing, I feel this thing. But then, you know, the next day someone starts losing their shit at them and they're like, okay, how do I get, but, and then they can't help but feel that reactiveness come up. And they yeah. move away from the space they were in yesterday, which was the the peace and the calm and that. How do they, in those moments, get back to that space? And how do they feel that same kind of connection again to enable them to react in, in like you said, from the higher self? Right. First thing I can say is knowing that this takes practice so don't judge yourself if you feel like oh no this is not working you know this takes practice because we've been you're really unlearning things and you're trying to bring new patterns into your life and that takes time and yeah it takes patience as well so there's many different techniques that you could bring into your life to allow you in any moment to stop pause and really act from a higher space one of the most basic, and I really feel it's a very powerful technique, is just focus on your breath. I know you must have heard it like a hundred times, but why is it important? It's important because the breath is real. It's here, it's now, and it's calming. The breath connects you inside. 
takes you down into your lungs, all the way down into your belly, into your intuition, into your gut, right? So the, the, the breath can really guide you. Breath is not only oxygen and air, it's really life force, it's energy. So by connecting to your breath, you can immediately ground yourself and be present. Because most of our reactions, again, are based on old patterns. So someone yeah, someone says a comment that you don't like. You remember your mom when you were young, she said that comment, it bothered you. And you're like, hey, no one can speak to me this way. And you have that reaction. It's impulsive. It's based on you know old habits, old patterns, some old limiting belief. The breath brings you into what's real now. What's real? What's real? And you answer from there. You take time to react from there. So use the breath and use, I like this very simple technique, which is called stop. <laughs> but if you think of the letters, S is for stopping, T is for take a deep breath, O is for observe, and P is for proceed. So anytime you feel you're in a situation before reacting, it takes practice, but stopping, taking a deep breath, observe, and then proceed. You are in control here. So very basic technique. And a third one I could mention is um, mastering your mind. I know that's like a huge topic, but in, in simple words, remembering that you are not your mind. What mm -hmm. that means is that in a moment where your mind is telling you, I hate this person, or I can't stand this situation, or uh, I hate myself, or any kind of thoughts that you have in a moment of anger or in a moment of reaction, remember in this moment that these are just thoughts and this is not you. What that means is that you can change that thought in that moment. You can talk to that thought, almost like a friend comes in and says, hey, why are you being too harsh? This person is not too bad. They're trying their best. Okay, take a deep breath. So you could have a conversation with yourself. If the conversation is, I'm not good enough. I'm failing at this. This is where you can be like, this is a thought. I can bring in a new thought. The new thought is, hey, I'm trying hard here. I'm working well. Maybe I should be patient with myself. Maybe I should take some time. So remember that these thoughts in your head, you can bring in a new conversation and talk to them. They're not independent thoughts that are happening and this is me in this moment. No, this is not you. You are spirit. These are thoughts. You come in, you talk to these thoughts, and you guide them. So, yeah, these three techniques, connect to breath, stop before you react, and remember you're not your thoughts. Always stop to talk to your thoughts and change the thoughts into a more positive direction. Powerful, powerful. I love that. And they're so... They're such simple things, you know. They're right. things that people can do in their day-to-day -day lives. They don't have to overthink this process. I think we often, as a society, we overthink, we overcomplicate mm. everything. It doesn't have to be that way. It can just be as simple as connecting and observing. Exactly, exactly. I know they're, they're simple, uh, but really practice them. That's what I can say. Yeah. Because <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, nowadays you know we're lucky that we have social media we have online content this these things are more and more spoken about more spread out but many people who are not practicing yoga or meditation who are not in a kind of practice maybe have resistance or fear in trying but really just try it once you know try it once 
practice it once and see how it feels like. And it's so the, the effects are real, right? You connect to the present moment, mm, you connect yeah. to your body, you're like, how do I feel? Connect to yourself. Where does where am I feeling emotional? Why am I being emotional? Take a deep breath, have a conversation with yourself, retreat back, go for a walk. It's as simple as that. But yeah, that's the game of life. <laughs> exactly. And it's like what we said from the beginning. It's it's a journey and it's a journey. Exactly. Nothing great comes from not no, nothing great comes from like doing nothing about it. It comes from the practice and the patience that we do with it. You know, you can't go to the gym and all of a sudden come out the gym and have these amazing muscles and be able to lift 50 kilos. Like it requires oh. practice and patience. And it's the same with the spiritual journey. Right, exactly. It's all about practicing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. So, so where can people find you? Where can people find me? Well, <laughs> <laughs> so you can find me on my website. It's Tune In with Jenna. So tuning in is really all about, again, everything we spoke about is about you tuning into your truth, tuning into yourself, tuning into your highest potential. So tuneinwithjenna.com and my Instagram account at TuneInWithJenna. Find me there. I offer yoga classes. If you sign up, um, you do get a free access for the first yoga class. So hope to see you there. It's every Wednesday. And I do offer coaching programs. So please do reach out. Thank you. And that will be in the show notes. So if anyone's interested, and she's such lovely energy, so Aww. I'm sure she'll be able to do some wonders for people. But um, we just wrap up with a final with a final question we ask all our guests. Um, okay. And that's to share a message from their soul. So something that comes up for you intuitively that someone might need to hear mm. right now. Yeah, the message from the soul. Let me ask my soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say to trust you know to trust that to trust that inner voice to trust that inner voice that sometimes sometimes is ignored sometimes is put on the side sometimes is put on the shelf sometimes is put for next year for later for never for i will fail for why me but trust that if that keeps coming back to you, that inner voice is your spirit talking to you, whispering to you. And it's your role to listen very closely because it has very important things to tell you, to remind you of your truth and to remind you of your potential. Thank you. Fuck me, I think I was meant to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> A nice little reminder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you so much. It's been amazing sharing this space with you. Such a beautiful energy. So thank you. Well, thank you for having me, Emma. I have wonderful questions and I'm so happy to be here on your podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And that's a wrap from today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining in. Don't forget to tune in next week, Monday and Wednesday, 7 p.m. EST, as more of my guests and myself share some incredible stories and inspire you a little bit further to step outside of your comfort zone and step more into who you are at a deeper level. Don't forget to join our podcast community using the links in our bio, and you can connect with us on social media. I hope this episode gave you a little bit of inspiration and the courage to step into your power and share your soul. Thank you again and I'll see you next week.